This is Fork Mary Kill, the podcast that forces you to make life or death decisions about food. We propose the ideal version of three foods or drinks and ask you to fork, marry, or kill. To fork is 24 hours of gluttony. Marry, a lifetime of pleasure. Kill, you'll never eat it again. We're into it. Let's do this. Everyone, uh, I am Allison Cave. I am joined as always by Brandon Scarata and Marley Kaufman. And we are back again this week with last week's amazing guest, Nick Stinson. Welcome back, Nick. Hello. Thank you for having me back. Glad you're here, Nick. This is going to be fun again. Yeah. Um, so we left off on a bit of a cliffhanger last week. Uh, we did a really fun FMK, very Texas themed FMK for Nick. Uh, he got to spin the wheel of subs, which was very exciting. Uh, and then he has one for us that we're going to get to momentarily, Um, But in the meantime, so um, one of the ways that we prepare for these podcasts and sort of get a sense of people's uh, culinary preferences and aversions is to send out this little questionnaire that we put together. And it's always very, uh, very interesting to see how people respond to things. And Nick, I just want to bring up one of your responses (laughs) um, that you mentioned here. You said you're not really a food sharer. Like when someone offers you a bite of their food, you always say no. Um, And I'm just... I find that, I mean, that is like, it's sort of antithetical to like everything that I feel about, you know, (laughs) eating communally. Uh, And it's probably, you know, post COVID, like maybe it it will become a little bit more of a common (laughs) feeling for people. Uh, But yeah, I'm just sort of, can you expand on that? I'm a little intrigued. Well, first of all, you promised me that you would not try to get me canceled uh, after this show. So... (laughs) Uh, but yeah, no, I, and it's not a, um, a, a, like I, it does not gross me out the sharing of the food thing, like the post COVID world, I'm down with the TikTok like spit in my mouth, mouth kind of, uh, trend that's going on, you know, but, um, the, uh, the food, it just, I don't know what, I did not grow up in a household of like food sharers, the like, kind of like reach across the table and be like, oh, can I have a bite of that sort of thing was just not something that my family ever did. And I, it never occurs to me to ask anybody else, like my, my, you know, at a a dinner going out to eat is like a very kind of solitary, confined experience to just like what's on my plate. Um, So I never think about it. And then whenever somebody offers me, they're like, oh, do you want a bite? Which, by the way, is usually them like trying to get their own bite of my food. Um, You know, it's like it's like this offer, but it's not it's only rarely about like me trying like my experience. But um, yeah, I'm always like it just there's something about it. It's like oh, I have to change what I, and maybe that's it. It's like, I can be very habitual and do things like in repetition. And I just like, like to zero in and focus on one thing, like kind of to a fault. So maybe that's it. I don't know, but I don't like to switch it up. I, I want to eat what I'm eating and that's all. So I, I never, I never accept somebody's generous offer to have a bite. But what if you got something that you're not that into the person across the table from you got something that looks incredible you're not going to have a bite of that. Uh, I don't. 
Yeah, no, I'm mm, that wouldn't. No. You're not going to initiate the bite swap. I'm not going to initiate the bite swap. I, yeah, no. Mm-mm. So fascinating. I mean, this played out a few nights ago. We got food, and I asked for a bite first. I wasn't. I was not doing a little run around. You very graciously gave me a bite, and then I offered you a bite of mine, and you looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> so also, you were offering so, me a bite of tacos. It's really hard to get a bite of somebody's tacos. You've got to pick it up and kind of, like, go for it. So, uh, but, yeah, no. Yeah, a taco is a trickier thing to share, to be fair. But, I mean, I just think it's, yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated. To me, like, so I very, very opposite of you, like, Growing up in my family, when we would go out to eat somewhere, we would all get something different. Like the idea of two people getting the same thing was kind of like just verboten. And and it's something that I still like sort of have ingrained to this day. So like if someone, if I went out to eat with someone and they order something that I want, I can't, I like can't bring myself to also order it. And I have to like kind of just trust that I'll be able to get a bite of their food. Um, But yeah, we would do this thing where we would, you know, all get something different and then all like in this sort of almost ritualistic way, compose what we called a representative bite where we would load onto the fork, (laughs) like every element of that plate would have to be some, you know, fit on the fork and you would like pass that around and each person would get to try a representative bite of each person's dish. Um, And for me, like, I think obviously you're not getting the sort of like satisfaction of eating like a full plate of that food, but the opportunity to sort of taste a bunch of different things. I don't know that like it was, it's always very exciting to me. Um, So yeah, I just, it's, I just love this. I love that this podcast gives me like insight into the, true like diversity of how people think about food it's it's just yeah it's, it was unexpected <laughs> the the milk toast approach to food that i that i think yeah <laughs> um yeah no i don't i mean i i intellectually understand it but i just it never does not appeal to me for some reason i don't know yeah i'm in the same boat with you on all that stuff no sharing thanks <laughs> But, but I will not say the, um, the 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 not ordering the same thing. I do subscribe to that, and so it is. It, that know, doesn't yeah. make sense. Well, that's that's the, 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 the there's like you know the kind of interpersonal shame of just you know being judged by the waiter at uh, um, for whatever. Like you know if if we're both ordering chicken fried steak, which I can't get off my mind because of that subs question last mm. week. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't, you know, I would, don't don't want to be judged by the waiters, so I have to, even that, though they, even though they could force. care less, yeah, I still have to <laughs> actually uh, change my entire habits around it. There was, so at um, Shopsons uh, in New York, which is like, you know, it's a great restaurant in New York City, they have a number of rules, um, like very firm rules on a whole spectrum of things, which like, I think, um, un suspecting diners are sometimes a little bit shocked and put off by but one of their rules is that you can't like all order the same thing or I think even two people can't order the same thing which like is interesting to me because from a kitchen standpoint from the like vantage of like actually 
making the food, it is easier to make multiples of a single dish than it is to make a whole range of different things. But their menu has like a hundred different items on it. And I think for them, it's like, why are you all just ordering the mac and cheese pancakes when we have, you know, all of these options here? So anyway, I, I you think that the waiter doesn't care, but in some places they very explicitly do. And I will say for me, like having served tables uh, for years, I, I wouldn't necessarily, I would certainly not overtly judge anybody like out loud, but if a whole table is ordering like all the same thing, I'm sort of like, I don't know, that just feels like a wasted opportunity to me, but Anxious yeah. people everywhere, watch out. You are silently being <laughs> judged by wait staff everywhere. I will say I did actually recently. Confirmed. I was just majorly <laughs> craving, and I've talked about this on the pod before. I love just like a basic bitch Caesar salad, like a lunch Caesar, you know? And I can't remember where I was or who I was with, but there were like three of us and we all just wound up ordering like this bait, like we all got the same Caesar salad and like a bottle of rosé and it really was like the <laughs> most basic, basic lunch that you could get. Um, but it was exactly what we all wanted. And I didn't want a bite of someone's Caesar salad. I wanted a whole big ass Caesar salad and a, you know, a third of a bottle of rosé. Uh, and it was, and it was great, but I definitely, we all felt very self-conscious as we ordered it and like had to basically get the waiter to like give us her blessing. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, but I've been that, there. That, that also tells me though, that you may judge, but then you have the same sin yourself. So yeah. we're all in the same boat. Who cares? Hey, I, I know. I'm trying not to cast the first stone here, you know. Okay, before we move on, because I know that we do need to, but I, I question because I'm I'm here in front of you, Allison, so I need to know while we're kind of on the topic. <laughs> okay, how do you feel about I'm not really one to do this because I get again I get nervous and shy around the wait staff and I just don't want to do anything that I feel like might <laughs> infringe into to that. But um Sometimes people will ask, well, what do you like or what do you recommend of, of the waitstaff? What is, is that the right question to ask or is there a version of that question? Is it like, oh, because then sometimes people will phrase that as like, oh, well, what's really popular or what do most people get or like what's the mm. best thing on the menu? Like, I guess they're sort of trying yeah. to get at like what might you recommend, but how should and how should you ask that question? I mean, that is tricky. And I actually think that like, frankly, different servers would just have different opinions on, on that. For me, I feel like, um, when people ask me, what's your favorite, I can answer that question honestly. Uh, but it's also like my palate is not going to be the same as yours. You know what I mean? So like, especially I will say it was more of a thing when I was bartending than when I was like talking to people about food or desserts or whatever, because at least like with those things, they're sort of like a through line. But I feel like when it comes to like a cocktail, like if I'm in the mood for like an egg white sour and you want something like strong and stirred, then it doesn't matter that my favorite drink on the menu is, you know, the like gin sour, you're going to want an old fashioned or something like that, you know? And so I think what's your favorite can be a little bit tricky because you can answer it honestly, and then someone can order it and not like it. And it's like, well, you know, there's no telling that my preferences and palate are going to align with yours. So I do think asking like, 
you know, what's popular or like what are, what are some of the standouts on the menu or, you know, like I'm in the mood for something like this. I think if you can provide just a little bit of context for like what you like or what you're craving before you ask that question, it's really helpful to the person who's waiting on you um, because it's tricky when you're just like, I have no idea anything about you, who you are, what you like. I mean, Brandon, if you asked that question and I was like, oh, well, I really love the like cheesy pasta or whatever, like that's not going to help you, you know? And so... <laughs> I wouldn't ask that question. Yeah, I'm sure. You got to be way too trusting yeah. and open to ask that kind of question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just assumed it was like a script, like they knew they were instructed on what to say. Like it was like well, the special or something. Yeah. We gotta get this <laughs> out of the kitchen. <laughs> Having never worked in the food industry, no, I imagine is... they're always trying to get some one particular item out and the cod is the cod's about to turn. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is valid. There's definitely like there there's definitely like when you're having your like pre service you know, run through and like chef is like, okay, like we've got to push through, you know, this, this week or whatever. Like I'm sitting on a bunch of chicken that no one's ordering or something. So sometimes they'll, yeah. Sometimes what you're being told is not actually that person's favorite. It's just the thing that like they were instructed to push. Um, so, you know, keep that in mind too. But I've been that person. I mean, there are times where I look at a menu and I'm like so hungry and a bunch of things look good and I can't like whittle it down. I mean, you guys have heard me on this podcast. I feel like it's like torture for me to choose between three items. So, um, yeah, I definitely have been the one to ask that question, but I just think if you can give like a little bit of context for like just what you're in the mood for, what you like, it's, it's a way to get like a better suggestion from someone. My ex-wife was a fiery curly redhead. (laughs) And (laughs) (laughs) what would you like to work (laughs) (laughs) no comment (laughs) (laughs) all right let's get to it let's do this thing moving on from that we're ready (laughs) oh yeah okay um my time i guess this is my part right yeah your time to shine your time to shine let's go all right well sticking to, to the delight of Marley and to stick with uh, with daddy issues themes, you know, the erotic oh, theme, <laughs> I thought we might go with um, uh, eroticized uh, food emojis. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Great. So, what? <laughs> the foods are eggplant, peaches, lollipops. Oh, God. Okay. Sir, prepared however you'd like. <laughs> Your best possible version of a lollipop. Prepared however you'd like. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Huh. Stunned silence, Nick. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's a real curveball. This one, I have to say. I already know my What's answer. What's the lollipop referencing? Do I need to go to like know your meme or? You know, I feel like a lollipop. It. it Nece- can't necessarily stand on its own, but you throw a tongue in front of it and maybe yeah. a little water droplet emoji that's after. True, and that's true, that's you know, true, yeah. You, you, you're painted on, the, on picture. the right track. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're on to something. Not as obvious as the other ones, I will admit, but... Uh. <laughs> Sometimes I do have to look it up, though. Like, I'll hear a bunch of people <laughs> saying something, and I'll, like, Google, like, 
what is this meme all about? So. <laughs> oh, well, back when I had an well, Android that- and I had to use an emoji translator for the Apple <laughs> emojis. <laughs> yeah. I remember actually once at Butter and Scotch, um, Haley, who uh, was our uh, bar manager at the time, put a, a, we had a whole menu that was sort of like, just inspired by like online dating and like meme culture and things like that. And um, she put a, a cocktail on the menu that the, the name of the cocktail was just all of those like dick implying emoji um and so it was like a challenge for people to order it you know like internally (laughs) we just called it the dick emoji you know cocktail but it was definitely like tricky for people to know what to say and sometimes people would just read out like the word of each it would be like you know corn (laughs) eggplant chili pepper whatever you know Um, but it was it was delicious and it incorporated like a bunch of those elements as well so it you know wasn't just just about the name um but God, did it have funny. eggplant in it in some way i don't think it did i would have to go I look back not. at the specs but i don't think it did uh although i'm sure like she could have put that in in some way that would have tasted good but uh there was definitely corn i think there was some sort of chili pepper yeah i can't remember i'll have to look back but it was a great cocktail uh moving on though so this is yeah, this is, I actually already have mine. I don't know if any of you are tortured or if I should just go. Let's hear it. I mean, I'm it. disgusted, you, so Allison. please go. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to fork the lollipop. I love lollipops. And there's so many different kinds that like, you know, again, going back to sort of my proclivity to have like a kind of orgiastic one day only kind of affair. Like, I feel like, you know, I love a Tootsie Roll pop. My mom makes these incredible um, tea and honey lollipops that are like infused with like, you know, lemon peel and clove. And she has a whole bunch of different ones. She has a maple bacon one. Um, So I definitely, you know, get down on some of my mom's lollipops, um, probably do a blow pop. They're just so like cold, you know, I mean, they're they're not like a warm sort of thing. No, they're not. But like. You know, if you have an oral fixation, as maybe someone here does, they are they are a pleasure. Let's say they, well, they keep also, you once occupied. they go in your mouth, they're warm, right? That's right. Yeah. What they really do I'm is assuming the, that's where you're putting they it. They just kind of flavor your drool, and then that's what you yeah. <laughs> swallow. I mean, this is what lollipops are doing, right? It's just a drool mm-hmm. flavor. Uh, now I'm rethinking my I answer. Mean, it's candy. They're they're melting. No, they're not. Like they might flavor your drool, but like so does anything you eat. They're just like they're melting in your mouth. It's sugar that's dissolving on your tongue. Okay, it's, okay. I think it's very pleasant. I will I will absolutely fork <laughs> yeah, yeah. a lollipop. We're getting that, Allison, loud and clear. <laughs> um, I'm going to marry... Uh, wait, it was eggplant and what was the other one? Peaches. peaches. I'm going to marry peaches. I love peaches. And they're such a versatile fruit. And I like them in, like, savory and sweet applications. I love them in cocktails. Like... I really just, for me, like eating a perfectly ripe, juicy peach in like the prime month of month or months of summer when it's like at its peak is just such a 
pure pleasure. Uh, so definitely marrying those. And then I'm going to kill eggplant. I like eggplant and I really love baba ganoush. And like, I, I'm not one of those people who has any kind of aversion to it. I think it's delicious, but, um, I kind of feel like it doesn't, it doesn't play as big a role in my culinary life as the other two. So, yeah. It's good answers. Thanks. Good reminder of baba ganoush uh, too. I, I was thinking eggplant parmesan. So yeah, no, and I love mm, baba ganoush. Love eggplant parm too. Yeah. Well, that being said, I'm also killing eggplant. <laughs> See you later. Um, so cold. Not my favorite out of these things. I will be forking peaches. I like a peach. They're okay. Not my favorite fruit, but uh, I think on occasion they're they're good. And that leaves me marrying the lollipop. Um, I thought it was interesting. You said Tootsie Roll Pop. Is that like your initial lollipop? And then when everybody else thinks of a lollipop, what's the first one that comes to their mind? Mine's probably the Blow Pop. Right. Mm, I thought of a Dum Dum. Dum Dum for me. Yeah, also. That's like, I remember actually my pediatrician always had a little box hanging on the wall of Dum Dums. And anytime you went to the doctor, like on your way out, you could take a lollipop. And it's like the thing I remember the most strongly about Damn. those root beer ones. Oh yeah, and I love the the mm. mystery flavor. I was always like psyched, yeah. and the butterscotch ones were really good. Disagree. I'm with you, Brandon. A, a blow pop with the gum in the middle is my uh, my go-to. Yeah. An apple nice. one would be. Oh yeah, mm. green apple. I like the grape. Classic. Grapes good. good. We also had around school the chupa mm. chups. I think they were called. Yeah, but those were popular. And those had like didn't the didn't the stick of those like have a built-in whistle or something? They were plastic. I remember. Yeah, them plastic. and I thought you could like blow through it. It had a little notch in it, and if I remember correctly, I think you could blow through it, and it was like kind of a whistling sound. I don't know if that was intentional Fun. or not, but. Yeah. In grade school, I was just using it to snort cocaine and stuff. Obviously. <laughs> Pixie sticks, fun dip. Yeah. 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 All right. Who's next? I think it's my turn. Um, I don't like eggplant. I think if it's in a dish, I am usually just accept it and either eat around it or begrudgingly eat it. So that's an easy kill for me. Um. I'm going to have a sweet F night with lollipops. I don't really like have a lollipop I have in mind. Like the blow pops are good, but I don't want to eat the gum. Dum dums are fine. I don't know. It'll be a mediocre night at best. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But peaches are very nice. I all, yeah, peaches are lovely. So a good peach and like the height of their ripe season, that sounds lovely. And I could marry that for sure. And look, I managed to say all of that without turning it weird and sexual. Hmm. How did I do that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the subject was weird and yeah. sexual to begin yeah. with. Yeah, thank my, you. My drool, <laughs> my drool has been flavored, and I just am keeping that to myself. I think some of us just have, like, you know, we think more creatively around these things. That's all. Some of us are more repressed than others. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> All right, Nick, okay. back well, to you. I'm amazed nobody has brought up, I guess, you know, peaches, but stone fruits, call me by your name. I mean, the iconic scene, I guess oh, it's an apricot. Right. Who? No, that oh was God. a peach, wasn't it? It was a peach. It was a peach. And also, 
that scene, I don't know if we're talking about the book or the movie, but the book is 100 times worse than the movie. I, you it's say so worse, gross. I say <laughs> oh more evocative. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to each their own, yeah, I guess. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, okay, so I'm going gonna- to. I just got like warm. <laughs> <laughs> I did too in my stomach as if I'm about to fall. <laughs> this makes me want to read the book. I've only seen the movies, so. Yeah. <laughs> you heard how gross it was. Yeah. We might need to give Allison a minute and come back. <laughs> stand, stand by. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm going to... Uh, We'll start with Mary. I th- oh, no, 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 no. Let's start with Sweet F Night, um, which I think I will have with eggplant because just a warm eggplant oh. harm. It can be so good. I remember when, I'm sure this was a horrible version of it, but when Marley and I, we moved to D.C. after college and we became, um, I guess this was before we even became vegan because we wouldn't have eaten that, but I don't know. For some reason, there was this uh, Italian restaurant that we would eat on Capitol Hill um, that served a, a nice eggplant parmesan that I just was like the best one. I maybe the first one I never had. I was sort of enamored with it. I really liked it quite a bit. Um, and then baba ganoush. I forgot about that. That's really the way that I eat eggplant most. Uh, I like actually fairly regularly. Um, but I forgot that that's sort of what that is. So, um, I will, uh, that's what I'm going to have an F night with. And then I'm going to kill lollipops because I just, yeah, I find them a little, cold and just <laughs> kind of boring never my go-to um and then yeah that leaves me uh marion peaches because they're just delightful kind of anytime you have one put them in a pie or just eat them raw mm-hmm. <laughs> grill them yeah grill them. them yeah handy to have around the house put them in, put a, them in a jam i mean yeah. there's a lot you can do so yeah there you have it. There's books you can read where you can <laughs> learn other things. <laughs> this is a PG-rated podcast, though, is so we it? are not going to get into is it. it? <laughs> That's, I don't remember signing up for that. PG-13, maybe. <laughs> no, it's probably an R. I, right. I mean, yeah, it's, I think it's an R, and I would love to see it get more toward, like, an NC-17 <laughs> situation. Personally. I argue it's PG-13, but, like, with cool parents or there could be somebody well, out there, a listener out there right now having a sexual awakening. To- oh, welcome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's at least one per episode. Yeah. We usually get yeah. at least one per episode. That, that so is actually. In you, you've got the tracker like, oh, the IP address. Somebody logged in from Iceland <laughs> and, oh, somebody had their sexual awakening while listening. <laughs> yeah. it, it's one of our operating principles. <laughs> That's great. Well, well done. Yeah, that was a well, fun that was one. Fun. Yeah, that was great. Um, I, yeah, I kind of, I also love that, like, the unifying factor for these three very, very disparate foods is just their emoji symbolism. That's pretty, <laughs> it's very, very now. Very cool. Nick spends a lot of time on TikTok, <laughs> so I'm not sure if that's coming, coming through. <laughs> Uh, yeah, none of us are Gen Z, but you're probably the closest one. It keeps to... me young, you know. Mm, yeah. You and Brandon, I think, are the same age, right? Ben, how old are you? I'm, I just turned 36 while I was up here in New York. Yeah, same, yeah. bud. It's a great age to be, I think. Golden age. 
Cuties. I agree. We're we're ripe for our sexual awakenings. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still haven't had mine yet, despite all doing all the podcast episodes. We'll see. I think that's a season three clipping. Mm, oh, I love it. All right. Yeah, we should definitely let's think about that. I know we're just at the that's beginning. That's when I get the tube steak. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> Love it. The book will be more raunchy, but the podcast will <laughs> will hint at it. Right, right. <sighs> well, that was awesome. Thank you so much for coming on, bringing that, being like such a great longtime listener and supporter of the podcast. No, oh, my pleasure. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's like, I feel like this has been a long time coming to have you on as a guest. So I'm glad we finally did it. Season two. Thank you. It was great to be here. I love you guys. (laughs) Everyone, that was Nick Stinson. Um, He is, just as you've heard, like a delightful, wonderful human being. Um, He is also, as a reminder, the publisher and creator of Daddy Issues, which is an incredible uh, actual hard copy zine that you also can get your hands on any of the back issues and the upcoming final issue five that's coming out this fall. Uh, you can email him at daddyissuezine at gmail.com to get your hands on that. You can and should follow him on Instagram at Nikki Stins. That's N-I-C-K-Y-S-T-I- NZ. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Fork Mary Kill Pod. You can find us by email at forkmarykillpod at gmail.com. And we'd also love you to call our hotline and leave us a message about really anything. Uh, the phone number for that is 347 455 0226. Uh, We're very excited that season two is off to such a fun start and we have some other really wonderful guests coming up. So please like, rate, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, enjoy the sounds of Lip Biter. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening. This has been a production.